everyone it's chris and christian and you're listening to the radio arcade podcast and i must say reunited and this feels so good i can't remember anything else but uh we are back sir it has been a hot minute and a hype and a half um, <laughs> and a faith. Uh, no idea what that voice is, but it's sometimes fun to break into. Um, pardon? It's like Eastern European or something. Oh, okay. Well, and a faith. Um, well, we're both white as Casper. So. You're bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> I am <Nobody> not. So it has been it, it has been a minute uh, since we last updated. I think it's been about three months uh, since we've done an episode, and we had some planned, but then some real life things happened that uh, that we'll get into as much as you're comfortable doing because it was uh, it was traumatic. Um, hmm. So, what would be the cliff notes that you're comfortable with, my good man? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it it. Uh... No, no, we can just talk about it. it it's it's fine. I'm 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 fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So the the cliff notes is uh, yeah. a couple months ago uh, yeah. after you and I had actually I think about a week or two after we recorded in person. Um, yeah. There was a fire at your at your neighbor's house. Yeah, yeah. So we share. Uh, so it's a semi-detached house. And so it was a shared wall with our neighbor who um, was like a hoarder recluse kind of guy. And he had a whole bunch of unopened boxes uh, filled with like electronics and any, anything, you name it, um, in his house. And um, yeah, I was just sitting there on the computer and then it smelled like burning electronics. I'm like, that's a weird smell. Um, I don't know if you've ever been like your house and you smell like something burning or something weird. And you're just sort of like, you know, you, you, you ignore it or or you go and you find out and you find out it's like oh okay it's nothing or it's coming from outside or it's it's never really yeah. a fire right um so then i'm sitting there and i'm smelling it stronger and stronger and i'm like okay it's not going away right i can't ignore this uh and then i hear a bang on the other side of the wall like the guy like someone's moving or uh, very quickly trying like they're rushing and i'm traumatized <laughs> yeah so um so then i start running down the hall and i look in my dad's room because like uh, you know the, all the wiring is old as crap you know i just wanted to make sure that a fire didn't start in there and there's nothing in there and then i hear another bang on the other side of the wall so he and i had gotten to the same point in our houses and i heard him another bang on that side of the wall and then i looked downstairs and i could see it starting to get a little bit cloudy downstairs just a little bit and so i run downstairs and i call 911 
And luckily, the fire station is literally right there in the corner. Like, it took them less <laughs> than a minute to get to our house. Um, so they get there, and it, uh, yeah, really, really sucked, man, because, like, you're sitting there, and they're trying to get into the house, but the guys, like, barricaded every door and window. And so they try to get in the front door, they can't. Back door, they can't. Front window, they can't. They take a ladder up to the uh, second floor window, they can't get in there. So they get up onto the roof, and they have to chainsaw through the roof. And the whole time, I'm, like, looking at my room, at my window, see how much smoke is starting to accumulate in there, right? See if I can see any flames start to pop up. And uh, eventually, they get in there. They get it under control. Our house is, other than the smoke, pretty much untouched. Um we were they allowed like we were just sitting there all night though like on the curb, so around seven in the morning and this all happened at like twelve thirty or something right? Oh so, man! Yeah, like seven or so in the morning, I get to come back. I had to like go and walk around the city for a bit just to like waste some time. And so I come back. We're allowed to get some stuff before we leave, and as we're get, about to get in the cab to go to the hotel, a hot spot pops up in the neighbor's place. I hear the firefighters talking about it. And then, so they have to go put it out, make sure it doesn't turn into fire. And that was what... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that was... See, I have to edit this. Um, that is what uh, screwed us, screwed the house. Because then uh, all of a sudden, there was like a waterfall running down the stairs. And it was crazy. So, anyway, um, we went to the hotel. Um, our neighbor, unfortunately, did not make it out. Um, and uh, now we're in uh, a new place uh, waiting for our, our house to be fixed. They did say, I did see the emails, and they said that they're, they don't, they're not going to have to like tear it down or anything. They're just going to have to replace some nice. floors here and there and get us some new appliances. Nice. Yeah, so it doesn't look like it'll take too long. So it looks like we're, we're at this place for six months. And after that, I think we may have three months left on like in our money budget. Mm-hmm. with respect to like cost um mm-hmm. so they have to get started right away basically uh, but it doesn't look like they have much work to do so it looks like we, we might not be on the hook for you know a nice rent. yeah nice that's good yeah. and also during that time you were uh like you and i of course stayed in touch mm-hmm. um we like we've been chatting and uh and Again, like I, I apologized last time I saw you in person because I didn't realize how serious it was. Like when I read the text messages afterwards, and you were like, "Yeah, man, it seemed like your responses were like, oh, oh that sucks." I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't actually put two and two together about how bad it was." Like I reread it later because I woke up to it, hmm. and I was just like, I was seeing the responses. I'm like, oh, "Okay, that seems serious," but he seems all right. And then as I read it later, I'm like, oh, "What?" <laughs> and so i was so apologetic in person when i came in for lunch with you that day mm-hmm. i'm like dude i'm so sorry i didn't realize how bad it was and then during that time as well um you had been you were at a hotel but there was also like no privacy you didn't have any like we couldn't do any one-to-one conversations really you had no space of your own and that that wasn't good for you so i'm thrilled you're in a spot now even like I'm gonna be so happy for you when you're back home, uh, but at least now it's like, hey, there's some semblance of sanity where you're not just stuck with people the whole time, and you can actually process and process trauma and things going on, and actually have some self time. 
Yeah, yeah, because we moved. We so we were in a hotel for a bit, right? And that became prohibitively expensive. So then they moved us into a condo, and that was just terrible. Like none of the doors actually were closing doors; they were just sliding doors that didn't even seal. So oh my gosh, basically everybody's in one room, irrespective of the fact that they're not in one room <laughs> all yeah. the time. Um, yeah, for me, like. I need as much control over my immediate environment as I possibly can, which means like I don't I don't want any outside sounds or as little as possible. Um, I don't want to I don't like if I I want to be able to leave my room to maybe use the washroom or, or go have a smoke without having to see or talk to anybody. Um, you know, these are things that are like I, maybe to other people wouldn't be such a big deal, especially when it's like, oh, it's your family. But to me, I'm like, no, no, it's not it's not consensual. <laughs> like I didn't consent yeah. to, like, in, to this interaction or to this like attention or to this um, yeah. you know that sounds like someone who's mentally ill that's probably correct but <laughs> the point is it doesn't make me it doesn't change how I feel <laughs> well I, I'd also I'd also say like yeah no both you and I have been up front neither of us are mentally well right now but I think anybody would like if they're if they're hearing that they're like oh well that doesn't sound so bad it's like no you you legit don't even have any there's no privacy there if there's no seal it's not even like you can yeah we've all lived in places where it's like the walls might be thin so people can hear the conversation but still there's the principle of like i can close the door i can be in my own space i can actually like cut off like in a way cut myself off from the world to a degree yeah. like it's there's at least the placebo with that with this place it wasn't even that no i mean like the sliding door was frosted so you can't see through it but <laughs> but um if, like nah if you're like if you're gonna have a bathroom you're gonna want like uh you don't want a frosted door there just like you don't want that for your bedroom you want an actual closing damned door yeah, it's like a lock. Yeah, yeah, it uh, yeah, it really. But like, imagine like you're you know just trying to sit and watch stuff, and you can't without it being like so loud that it kind of makes you uncomfortable. And then, um, so you put headphones on, you can still hear conversations and stuff over the headphones, so that's still distracting. So that it's it was just yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we're in a new place now. Um, it's a house, and uh, so I'm on the third floor. Nice. Dude, what's dope is that I'm the only one here. It's only one room on the third floor in my room. Um, also, we are we're in, we're in another semi-detached, but the house that's attached to us does not have a third floor, <laughs> so I don't share a wall with anyone. Um, yes. I have my own patio I can walk out on, uh, so I can just go have a smoke and not have to deal with anyone. Um, I have a prep area and a sink and a fridge, so I can make food and wash dishes. <laughs> This is almost your ideal living situation. Yeah, I don't want to go back home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if the cost of rent and living wasn't so high, I'd be like, "Bruh, investigate this." But yeah, I should uh, text the landlord and be like, "Hey, let's just trade houses. You guys can have our house. We'll take this one." Yeah. <laughs> 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 um 
All right. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that, man. Um, I know I've had some people, uh, we've got a couple people who listen like, uh, Jen, Jen Percy. Um, she reacted and she had been praying for you. And I know she, she was curious about what's going on, but not in that nosy way. She was just like every once in a while, Hey, how, how's Christian doing? Like what, how are things? So thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Well, man, even if it was the nosy way, I mean, as I get older, I realize gossip is a lot of like, like a lot of the conversations we have <laughs> as you get older. It really is. It truly, truly is. Like, I'd say like 90% of the conversations my mom and I have are just gossip about the family and stuff. <laughs> oh, they did what? I don't understand why they can't make a correct decision, like, even once. It's insane. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's it's accurate. It's, it's the accuracy is a uh, is spot on, spot yeah. on. <laughs> um, so we are so now we're we're back. This is our first episode in in three months. We're almost looking at this like a soft relaunch, and this is probably going to be the clip I share with TikTok because hey y'all, we're going to be on TikTok now. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the segue to that is we do want to be more responsive um, with an audience. We do want to see this grow. Um, and we weren't doing that before. And primarily, we were only sharing through Instagram, and uh, which we will still have. It's at the Radio Arcade Pod on Instagram. Um, and also Twitter, which for however long that will exist until Elon <laughs> runs it into the ground, you can still find us on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, while it still works. <laughs> while it still works. Which, uh, there, there's been a couple things going on in the world. More than a couple over mm. the past while. And um, and we've kind of talked about it in, in our private chat, but then also in our, our group friend chat. Um, but still, I feel like Twitter is the fun one to look at because it has, even though it does have some real-world implications, it's also the one that's not like, so much human misery or world war three that it's it's the lightest one to talk about so uh we kind of talked about it before we started recording but what are your thoughts since elon took over sir whoa i mean it's a lot it's, it's one of those situations where usually in the past i would get so overwhelmed by all the things i want to say that i just end up spewing rage um <laughs> i'm gonna try and <laughs> you try and change that paradigm uh okay all right okay so what did i say okay so i do you that he got really cocky um uh pumping stocks so he did that with the tesla stock when he um took a bunch of tesla stocks sold it put it into bitcoin or sorry doge coin whatever coin it doesn't matter they're all scam um so then, and then he said, "Oh, he said Tesla will start taking that as payment, right, for cars." And then shortly after that, Tesla stock went up like crazy. Dogecoin went up like crazy. He sold off his Dogecoin. Yeah, he could see him going with this. He's done. He's done this a couple times. I can't remember where else, but he's done this a few times. And then he got super cocky with Twitter, and he was like, "Oh, I'll buy it for like I said, I think it was like fifteen billion dollars more than it was worth." And I also said that it was already overvalued at that point. Substantially yeah. overvalued, yeah. And uh, then the FEC, FCC or the FEC and the SF, just, I've the SEC and the FTC. I think that's it. Um, they were looking at him like, 
bro. <laughs> what am, I, am I some kind of piece of crap to you? What do you mean? What am I nothing? Um, so they stepped in and they were like, hey, man, um, either you're going to buy it or uh, or you're going to pay the money and you're not going to buy it. Either way, you're paying the money, right? Like this is happening. You're not you're not getting out of this. You're not getting anything out of it, right? Other than like yeah. the company. And um, so then he went in front of Congress and then he was like, hey, I shouldn't ha- I shouldn't be allowed to buy this because they were hiding the fact that their user base is 90% bots. And I mean, if it were me, if I was an advertiser watching that, I'd be like, oh, okay, well now I'm just going to offer you 10% of what I've been offering you for ad space. Um, yep. so he does his best to try and break, uh, you know, renege on the deal in the process he smears the crap out of twitter the company that he's now forced to buy <laughs> um so he, he ends up buying it right he ends up like selling a bunch of tesla stock which um starts to tank tesla's stock price um and he gets loans from like russians and saudis and the chinese and any other given you know um, authoritarian regime that would have something to gain from having an ownership stake in twitter um and we can we can we can see the effects of uh, twitter on the um what is it the arab spring or whatever when uh, that revolution in egypt twitter was like instrumental in coordinating uh rebel groups and um freedom oh, i didn't know that yeah yeah so you you know you would think that like an authoritarian regime would probably want at least some like control or something over that, right? Um, or influence. And um, so now, okay, so now here's the, okay, so where we're at. We're at the point where he has now spent $15 billion more than Twitter is worth, even when it was overvalued. He starts to find out that. <laughs> and then anyway, he gets to the point where the interest on the loans that he's taken out to buy Twitter is like magnitudes um, ahead or over what, Twitter makes a day. So now he's like, oh, now I'm going to start charging for free features, even though those features were one of the few features that actually earned Twitter money, the verification feature. Um, and then and, and he's just like, it's, uh, and then he starts cutting jobs because this is, and I'll, I'll get a little, I'll get a little of my old self here. This is American innovation at its finest, people. This is late stage capitalism. This is the innovation that they promised us. This this is this is the improvement. Like this this is the skill. You know, this is American exceptionalism. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Okay, moving forward. So <laughs> he does what literally any idiot on earth would do if they were made a CEO and they need to save money. They cut jobs. Uh and they charge money for things that they weren't charging money for before. What? Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I never would have thought of that. I'm not a genius though, you know, it's just some kind of um <laughs> Yeah, so now he's at a point where he basically came down on, uh, so he laid off like 11,000 people. I think Twitter had yeah. about 5,000 employees left. He then gave them all an ultimatum. He said, I'll give you three uh, months of severance if you want to leave. Insane, right before the holidays. What an idiot. Um, or, <laughs> or or if you stay, you're going to be on board with Twitter 2.0, which is going to be a lot more hours. It's going to be a lot more stressful, and you're going to have a lot less benefits. Um, and it turns out the majority of the people left didn't like that. <laughs> and now... Twitter has closed its offices for the next two days. I'm assuming in an attempt to like hedge any potential, um, what are they, what are the people, people, saboteurs, you know? Yeah. Sorry, Chris, that was, I think I, I spent a long time thinking about this and I think that was a very, no, I think, I think that was, yeah, no, I actually think that was great. Um, and weirdly enough, as much as you'll, you'll hate to hear it, 
I think you would be perfect for certain things on TikTok because I've heard people explain it exactly like you have in such a succinct way. I think you'd enjoy that platform more than you think. I know um, I, I, it's insidious. I'm not. I'm not going to allow my my brain to go there. I have enough things. That's fair. That's fair. No, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's. It, I I like it because I find it more level-headed than Twitter. Uh, but also the fun thing, uh, I, the funnest thing out of it with Twitter is like you and I were talking about earlier. I don't. I just don't understand the thought process. I really don't of how. Yeah, sure. The capitalism thing of like, oh, we're going to charge for what was previously a, a free feature. Uh, sure. That part in essence, I get, even though it's dumb, it's like, okay, yeah, that's almost to be expected. There's a profit to be made. So we're going to make it. Um, it's something that that's something the Simpsons was making jokes about back in like the early 90s, where the kids go to a historical monument and the new owners are Disney, and then their their tagline is "There's a profit to be made." Um, was it wasn't like Mickey Mouse one in the uh, the what's the Mount Rushmore or something like that? Or? Uh, not in that episode, but probably in another one. That um, seems funny. <laughs> except, uh, so but then the thing I don't get is yeah. just like how underthought through, like the the blue checkmark verification was. Like, oh, if you pay eight dollars, that then we know you're you. Anybody, anybody would know. Hey, the internet is filled with trolls. Even before the blue verification, there were already people doing parody accounts <laughs> that just didn't have the blue check mark. You've <laughs> now given them license, like you've given them the keys to do this <laughs> that they actively didn't have before. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so, okay, that was that was a thing, right? So, so we can see what happened with the verification, wherein, like, um, so one of the arguments I heard made was that, you know, advertisers want to know that um, that's actually Kevin Hart or something like that, right? They want to, like, there's there's money to be made from Twitter putting the effort in to verify that people are actually who they say they are, right? Um, and I think this actually really uh, the best example was when that that person made the fake Eli Lilly account. And Eli Lilly is a <laughs> very, very large pharmaceutical company that charges $2,000 for insulin in the U.S. when they can make it for about less than a dollar, maybe a dollar or something. Um, so, I mean, you know, is that moral? Everything you can judge for yourself. Listen. <laughs> but, uh, so someone. No, no, it's not. It's not immoral. Um, now, why is it immoral to charge someone a lucrative amount for a life-saving medication? <laughs> now, <laughs> now, if we can extrapolate from there, is it immoral to charge at all? Did they make the patent? No, they didn't. Did the people who made it give it away for? They did. They gave it away for free. <laughs> okay. Anyway, no, 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 no. so so it's best demonstrated with the Eli Lilly thing where. Um, someone tweeted that they were going to start giving away insulin for free, and they lost um, several billion dollars in market share um, or market cap or whatever market value, uh, which is fascinating. Just some one one person who paid eight dollars just wiped yep. out billions of dollars worth of life. And <laughs> I, I, that's such an amazing piece. Of, like uh, Andy Kaufman, eat your heart out. Like it's such an amazing piece of performance. <laughs> art, right? Like look at that. That's like Eminem wish wish he wishes he could have had that impact in, in the early two thousands or something. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Random Eminem burn for some reason. No, no, because like, I love no, not a burn. Well, maybe I don't know. It was yeah, it's just a joke. But he um, because he 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 basically he not only was he like he was the guy I had to go to on the zeitgeist, but he was part of it. But he was also directing it and he was influencing it. It was like it's like right. uh, the mind influencing the brain sort of thing, right? <laughs> Even though the mind comes from the brain and it can't exist without right. it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the the checkmark thing, dude. Like that's crazy. Like the okay, art so, imitating life, imitating art. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, but with it, with the, the the verify thing, he he. <laughs> so it's like, so Twitter was spending money on like a team of people that would make sure the, the you know the people who were verified were verified, right? Right. Uh, There's a verification process, They'd, and now he cut those people, and he's charging anyone eight dollars. So it's it's literally like it was just it was just here's eight dollars for a check mark. And then he tried to have like basically what was also a verified thing under that. So it would say you would have the check mark next to your name and then under you would have a new thing that says like official or something like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what what is this place? So yeah. Basically it comes down to this course. I don't know if you saw my Facebook uh status, but I posted it this morning it says Wait, do you know what happened with the the British Prime Minister Liz Truss, where they had um, no? Oh, okay. So when she first came into power, remember remember um, Boris Johnson was he had to step down, mm-hmm. and then Liz Truss stepped in. So there's this uh, gag or something. I don't know. Somebody set up a video on the internet with a head of lettuce, and they're like, "Who who will last longer, Liz Truss or this head of lettuce?" And um, the head of lettuce lasted longer. <laughs> and, I would never pay eight dollars for a blue check mark, but I would one thousand percent pay eight dollars to watch a head of lettuce go up against Twitter and see who who lasts longer. It's <laughs> <laughs> so almost like that example right there, that example of someone doing that on the internet tells you what people are going to be on your platform and that you need to think this through. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got $8? Of course I'm going to parody Ben Shapiro or a multi-billion dollar company like Coca-Cola <laughs> do a tweet <laughs> being like, oh, if you like, if this tweet gets, I don't know, something like a million retweets or likes, we will re-add cocaine to our formula. <laughs> it's got I'm for check mark. <laughs> and then people being like, Coke, what are you doing? <laughs> Make Coke great again, dude. Broke. It didn't need to be fixed. <laughs> I don't know. That's subjective. I mean, I'd at least like to try it. <laughs> I bet, I, I'm, I'm talking about the, the blue <laughs> check mark. <laughs> hmm. okay. okay, I got you. All right, all right, all right. But now that we're on the topic of Coke with I, Coke. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> no that's i um i can't oh yeah i mean i mean i know honestly i just i know that they used to have it in there but i don't know like i've never heard a story of oh someone got addicted to cocaine from drinking coca-cola right i think i think also probably because actual cocaine was so widely available so it's like why am i like i'll just go get some actual cocaine why, why am i drinking coca-cola <laughs> which did you ever see Reefer Badness? Yeah. I, re- I the one thing I remember from it is them trying like them trying to be like it doesn't give you a good clean high like like cocaine. And I'm like, "Hold the fuck." <laughs> That's true though. <laughs> even 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 in my 
more anti-pot days where Ugh. I'd be like, no, I'm not for <laughs> being legalized. Even then, I'm like, any modicum of thought tells you this is incorrect. Any research, any actual Well, it's like, but what, 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 I mean, no, to be fair, to be fair, they're not wrong. But here's the thing. The premise is wrong, right? Like, woman, woman, I got to fix my hair. Making me itchy. Okay. So <laughs> the premise is they're not trying to dissuade you from getting high as sh- as, as shit, right? Like, they're, they're like, just don't smoke weed. <laughs> Dude has this clean, wholesome high like cocaine or, or alcohol. <laughs> like, who, who's funding this? Like, drug cartels in Colombia? Is that what this is? Is this a propaganda piece from that? <laughs> I love the dad and be like, hey, we all like to get a little shine on now and then. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't smoke what the black people are smoking. Okay. <laughs> That's basically it. Well, if they're like if they're like, hey, do cocaine instead. <laughs> well clearly clearly it's like, hey, do a white person's drug instead, right? <laughs> That's basically oh, man. What? <laughs> No, no, no! I'm not. La- I'm not. Not oh man, and you just yeah. the reality of oh, yeah. those sentiments. So you like, agree? <laughs> well, that was that is kind of the attitudes that were going on at the time. That's sad but true. It's plausible. What you're saying? It is. Yes, it's plausible because I've heard of those attitudes at that time. It's like really deeply, deeply racist. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, speaking of which, you want to talk about Doug Ford? No. <laughs> talk about what? Uh, Doug Ford. <laughs> what did What did Dougie do now? No, I. Wait, that's racist or period? Yes. Well, uh, it, it seems like something new every day, basically. Um, <laughs> it's just like, damn, Doug. <laughs> yeah, there's something this morning, and I don't really have like a, the best grasp on what's happening, but he, there's something about like he can. He basically gave the province power to just like replace elected officials at will with respect to like certain processes or something. Like I don't know, it was something like that. I gotta read more about it. I just I haven't really done that yet. But um everyone seemed to be very concerned about it. And from the sounds of it, uh we should be too. But <laughs> no, he hasn't done anything racist, uh you know, explicitly. But um <laughs> Implicitly probably. Yeah, but you know what's going on with uh, our healthcare and and uh, our charter rights with respect to our labor rights. Right? Now, I heard he reneged on that, um, like he did back off of that. So they were doing details, but the strike situation seems to be ever changing. It's back on. It's back on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, and it really sucks that they actually now because they have to. They have to make it look, and I'm talking about QP. Mm-hmm. They have to make at least look uh, like they're bargaining in good faith, right? So they can't, mm-hmm. you know, even though the government, you know, messed with them for eight months mm-hmm. leading up to the actual, like, like the deadline, you know, their supports where they would show up like five minutes before the end time and just leave or show yeah. up on time, say, no, we're not negotiating and just leave. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who said, with respect to how quickly the government had the table written up, the table, the bill written up and tabled, there's no way that they ever planned to bargain in good faith. So they were always planning on doing this to the uh, to QP. And 
even though they're trying to pull some propaganda now, like Lecce talking about, like, oh, the children, and the children haven't been in school for this many days. Um, they, uh, <laughs> oh, crap, I'm sorry. I did that thing. Regular, I start getting too angry, nope, and I lose nope. my... Um, no, I, I can understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which, which terrible thing he's done very recently. I, I was on now, <laughs> but he's the worst, and we need to get rid of him. I'm with you. Uh, just cause it, as I've been looking into it a bit, I'm just like they they agreed to the pay, which had become like a huge talking point, and rightly so. Hmm. But now it's like, hey, we're going to say no to the other things, which are also important. But that puts Cupy in a tricky spot because now it's like, well, if the pay is increased, then then that should cover everything. So now it's I hate to say it, but it's almost like good damage control on their part, where it's like they were looking horribly unreasonable, and rightfully so, because they were mm. and are prove things beyond the pay, because make no mistake, the pay was needed. And listener, I'll break it down a little bit just because I don't know who who listening knows everything, but when they were trying to shoot down the pay, they'd be like, oh, this is astronomical. It's too much. They're wanting 13% increase. The increase hadn't happened in about, what, like 10 years? Yeah. Uh, and when you break it down to actual dollars, it was like $3.50. That's $3.50 an hour. That's doable. That's not that much of a climb. That is actually feasible. This is just simply like, no, we like doing things for cheap because then we can still say, hey, we're making money and we're balancing budgets. And I'm kind of doing the thing you, that like that you were trying not to do. Yeah. I'm just trying not to do it as angrily. Yeah. Um, and so agreeing to the pay is good, but there still needs to be more done. But now they have kind of painted QP into a bit of a corner. Well, what, I, what, what I'm gathering from QP's argument is that while the pay that the government is offering now still doesn't match what QP quest um the government's also not coming anywhere near uh to to qp's request on you know lowering classroom sizes or basically just yeah. a funding for like you know after school programs and and resources so that um <laughs> teachers assistants can do their jobs and uh, behavioral um specialists can can uh do their jobs properly and stuff like that and take care of these special needs kids and um yeah uh so basically someone explained it that someone did like a while back and, and I could go through my Reddit and I know I saved it, but I'm not going to bother doing that right now on the spot. But basically they didn't explain like I'm five and it's like, okay, so <laughs> let's say your dad one winter, you're like, Hey dad, I need money for like a chips or something. Um, and dad's like, Hey, shovel the walk. I'll give you five bucks. Uh, next year comes around, you know, five bucks, five bucks. And then about five years go by and, there's a lot more snow this year, just tons more. And chips are getting really expensive. You can barely afford a bag of chips for $5 anymore. <laughs> and you go to dad and you say, hey, dad, you know, can I, I just want to make the same amount of money that we agreed to, but, you know, due to inflation and, and stuff like that, I, my, you know, the $5 doesn't go far anymore. You know, not the same. Yeah. Chips are seven twenty-five now, dad. Yeah. So that's basically just what's happening. They're like, we just yeah. want the wage that we agreed to 12 years ago. But adjusted for inflation, and yeah, um, you know, it, but what I don't like is that a lot of people are praising uh, Doug Ford, 
and saying that, oh, that money that he's sitting on that was supposed to be used for COVID <laughs> is um, it's like, oh, that, that's, you know, he can't use that to pay these people. That's our surplus. I'm like, dude, like that surplus didn't come from, like, for one, it's for healthcare workers and, and I'm assuming like education. It's just for like, you know, if you're living, if you're running a province and you have these things that you need, like healthcare and education, you should probably take the money that you're making and put it into those things, right? So um, if you can just sit there on billions uh, without spending it on purely healthcare, then maybe you can you know, spread it around. But what I don't like is that that, that just came from Trudeau. It was Daddy Trudeau. That, that came from no, there was no, nothing special about Doug Ford. There's no competence on his part. There was no special insight or decision-making that, that occurred on his behalf. Like, by him, it was just Daddy Trudeau was like, well, here's a bunch of, here's some billions. And then Doug Ford's like, I'm fiscally responsible. While he's neglecting, like, you know, <laughs> the healthcare system, the education system, like, to, to the most important things that, um, like, and to pillars of society, basically, right? Like, how the hell are you going to run society without um, running hospitals and, and, and well-educated populace? Like, what, what's your GDP going to look like then? Ours is going to be great because we actually, our GDP is actually based on a Ponzi scheme of um, limited housing. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, anyway, I, I don't know. Chris, I just, I'm starting to, I'm going to, I'm getting down the rabbit hole. I don't want to talk about it. Anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll move on. And I think like you're, you're sharing valid feelings that uh, a lot of us share. Um, what's a good segue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there was, uh, six developers who purchased land, uh, who purchased the Greenbelt land. Uh, oh yeah! Right before uh, Doug Ford declared it uh, open for development. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. They purchased it right before he was elected. Oh, and what now, a winky dink! Yeah, stand a prop. And uh, they, they, uh, the government just—they, I think it's Bill Twenty Four or something—that's uh, basically opening up the greenbelt to development, and they allowed uh, no debate or discussion. They just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Democracy is in shambles in Ontario, people. Um, and here's what I was going to say, Chris. Sorry, I think you're right. You I know. think I need to stream. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about QP and the strike, and I was really, really excited when they first started to strike because they had a whole lot of support. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were getting donations from other unions. There was all these unions mm -hmm. talking about a general strike, and um, I think we lost a lot of momentum when they agreed to go back to the table. I don't think they ever should have. Uh, what we're seeing now is like, I think a lot of things come to a head and I, I, we desperately, desperately need a general strike in this province. Um, yeah, because I don't know, man, like I, I, I don't see what else it is other than a war on Ontarians with this man is sabotaging your education system. He's sabotaging your children's futures. He's sabotaging your healthcare system. He's sabotaging your future. Like uh, look with him and um, his buddy, Mike Harris have done to the, uh, the long-term care homes. You know, that scathing, scathing report came out and they've done nothing. They fixed nothing. Um, they've actually pushed for more privatization in long-term care homes. When the studies show all the data, literally every, any, any data you can pick show that Incontrovertibly, you are going to have a far, far worse experience at a long-term care home as a patient, right? Like you're, you don't want to go there, and and that's actually leading to a problem that we have um, in the province of, of people who would rather stay in the hospital than go to a long-term care home because the only options available to them are terrible. Like they'd rather, you know. 
it's it, there's carryover with that with people in uh, the underfunded underfunded shelter system. There's oh, numerous yeah. people who would rather tent uh, in the woods or sleep on a park bench than stay in a shelter, especially adult shelters where it's so underfunded that security is lax. Any limited belongings that you have are easily taken. Uh, there's people who are on. Uh, list for government housing who would rather stay away because the government housing, even though I love that it exists, it needs more funds and an overhaul to be done better because people don't feel safe and some of the spots are very unsafe. Um, where it's just like, hey, we're going to, it's a needed thing. I will never take that away, but it needs an overhaul and more funds to go in. I love where there are some private places like that. But they're doing it well. They're putting in so many funds, actually, like good units, that it puts like the government-funded private ones to shame. And I'm just kind of like, how is that a thing? How is this one doing it better? Y'all need to implement what this thing is, what these guys are doing, because people want to go there and they're willing to stay on the list for like two, three years for when a spot opens up at that spot. And I've got somebody who's in a government housing thing. Uh, when I was working in housing, who they had a place and they were asking housing workers to get them out of there. They were wanting to get a place where they would end up having to get a job to pay rent. It would be costing so much more than the room they were in with the government one, but because of how unsafe they felt. Mm. And that's that's bonkers. These are needed services that also really, really need an overhaul. Um I'm going to also very briefly get on a, a soapbox momentarily for one thing, and just because it seems like the right time. <laughs> so uh, my mom and my aunt and my my old church, Calvary in Toronto, they've been helping with a, a new family uh, move to move to Canada, and they've been really helped with like the, the settling thing. Um, but I've just been hearing some stuff from it where my beef isn't with them at all. It's a little bit with the government, just because of... And it, there's a lot that they're doing that is awesome that helps. So I'm like, that's great. But then this one in particular really changed my mind on it. And it did start to change it um, the more I worked with low income, but also with newcomers to the country. Like supplementing income for rent is great. And some facilities is great. It's going to sound weird. I'm going to, I'm on like just on the record now though of like for anybody that is in a low income bracket, uh, or new to the country, I think Wi-Fi should absolutely be covered by by the government. It's it's beyond the point of it. It is a necessity now. As much as people in the higher income brackets can be like, oh, what? Just so you can browse on Facebook? Weirdly enough, yes. Just because a lot of people will post apartments on Facebook, they'll post jobs on Facebook. Oh yeah, uh, get a job. So many, without the so many. Yeah, exactly. Like so many places now go to Indeed. Uh, like so many job postings are online only. Well, yeah. And it's not the way that it used to be. And what, like, how are you going to find these places? How are you going to look up their number? The yellow pages cost money, money that you're not supplementing. <laughs> yeah, I think people who, like, I can't, it's, I think it'd be weird just for someone to be like, hey, I'm fine with them bringing in refugees and housing them. But I'm not fine with us paying for their internet because that's too far. Now, <laughs> I think if someone's actually having an argument with you, just be like, hey, man, cut the crap. 
Just admit that you don't want them in the country in the first place. Just admit. Just say that, like, we shouldn't be taking refugees. Just say it. Like, own it. It Like, I'll think you're a bad person, and probably a lot of people will, but at least we'll get past this whole, like, arguing the stuff we're not actually arguing about, right? Um, so, but my thing is, is, like, you want these people. Okay, so say say you don't want these. Say, hey, we're spending a lot of money on these people, right? Like, whatever. Don't you think it's going to be a lot easier for them to become productive members of, of society and taxpayers and have a probably a better grasp on, like, the culture and, and everything if they have an internet connection? Like, how, how do you expect yeah. them to actually, like, like get on their feet? And, like, you know how much knowledge will be at their fingertips with an internet connection that they can use to improve their lives and their, their lot and stuff? So, I mean, that's crazy, man. That's crazy that people would uh, be against that kind of thing. Yeah. No, it was just as I was hearing that, um, as it was being explained to me, I'm like, I wish I was in that room <laughs> just to not yell at them, but just to be like, this isn't practical and the logic doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm not talking about like, would I love free Wi-Fi? Absolutely. Hmm. But I'm in a bracket where I can pay for it and it's that's fine. But for like lower income people, especially when they get to their first apartments and funds are tight, I'd be like, no, that should be something that's uh, that that should be something that's there for them. For lowest income, like for low income bracket, for new people to the country getting on their feet at like I'm actively job hunting. So many spots will say like, do not call, do not come in, apply online only. Yeah. Like, and, no, if you you don't, and if you don't have a way of looking up where your local library is to use their internet, and mm. if it's a busy day, you'll be on that computer for five minutes. Like, yeah. you're, no. you're kind of screwed. You can't, no, I'm, that wasn't exaggerating. This is literally no. 100%. You cannot get a job if you don't have the internet. You can't. Exactly. Well, okay. Maybe there's like a 1% chance or like a 0.85% chance, but like it's statistically impossible to most. Like that's, that's where we're at here where it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh. (laughs) sorry. That wasn't to, that wasn't to, that wasn't to get you angry. Uh, Uh It's just at like, it's just been interesting to me as I'm hearing improvements from things Mm -hmm. where it's like, I'm hearing they're adding funds to stuff that they used to not. I'm like, okay, that's great. That's good. I'm hearing the improvement. But then when it's like, oh no, they don't want to include that. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, they don't view it as a necessity. I'm just like, how? Well, I mean, not, I think there's an argument to me. Like here's the slippery slope where there's an argument to be made for, for the internet essentially being a human right. And in this country, especially given how much we're being gouged by our monopoly, right? Um, so, I mean, I, I would like to see uh, the telecom industries um, nationalized um, or if not one of them nationalized and have the other two uh, neutered so that they're they're constantly doing everything they can to like provide a cheaper, better service for people, and just just making a sliver of a, a profit. I don't want them to to, to gain power. I don't want them. To, I just want them to exist for our purely our benefit. Like you can grow, maybe you can grow like a little tiny sliver per year, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> but um, it, they're really just there to to keep um the 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 nationalized one like on like you know competitive or whatever, right? But uh, yeah, dude, I I don't know, I I. Yeah, we, but then, but then, but then, when you're like, okay, okay if, if we're going to subsidize or give away for free, if we're going to say the internet's a human right, well, what about shelter? What about food? You know? Um, yeah, yeah, it's just as wild to me that like we're we're paying for electricity, we're paying for water, 
We're paying for heat. We're paying for food. I mean, it's one thing if you're like, oh, I like caviar and like a whole roasted pig every day or something like, okay. But um, I think there should be like an element of privatization, but also an element of like, you shouldn't be allowed to starve. That shouldn't be a thing, right? Well, that's like on numerous episodes ago when we were talking about like my support of universal basic income, mm. like how that would look would be different like for, per person. But I'd love to see it happen where like, yeah, no, everybody gets this set amount. Some people will spend it wisely and be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I can afford all my food from no frills uh, and do it that way, where someone else might be like, hey, I want Fortinos or Sobeys, which can be a little pricier. Um, and how far that money goes will vary from person to person. But as long as the opportunity is equal for that, I'm fine with that. Like, it shouldn't be like, no, it has to all be no frills and that can only be it. But it can be like, no, everybody has the opportunity and then everybody has the choice. And if I'm choosing to go to Sobeys every week for chicken wings instead of budgeting through no frills, that's a bit on me. And if I need to subsidize that difference, then I can do that. Yeah. I see so my thing where I think, you know, that argument of like, oh, they can't reach blah, blah, they can't raise the minimum wage because then all the corporations will raise their prices, right? Um I think people make a similar argument with respect to universal basic income. And I haven't really found a good counterpoint to that other than so you're admitting that capitalism is a hellmouth and that there is no escape and that it is in, by in every aspect contradictory to our basic interests as human beings. I understand. Um <laughs> uh it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't know what to do. I don't know if universal. I mean, that seems like a way better idea than just being like, hey, everyone gets free food or, or just, I guess, subsidizing um, the grocery monopoly, the Waltons, right? Um, or oligopoly or whatever the hell they call it. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I think basically the, the solution is like a complete and utter dismantling and restructuring of our social, cultural and economic systems, right? Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like we were talking about markets and stuff, and how useful markets can be in the distribution of goods and services to where they're needed, and and how like planned economies don't really work out and stuff like that. But I think there's a huge gap between you know what we have now and what one would call like a a planned economy or like a socialist economy or something like that, right? Like mm-hmm. I would like to see. Um, I don't know. I'm probably repeating myself. I I can't remember. It's been so long since we had a, um, a conversation, but but it's like I would yeah. like to see. <laughs> clearly, right now, society at large is set up to benefit corporations and capitalists and shareholders and landowners and stuff like that. And I would like to see that dynamic flipped on its head, wherein um, a lot of the people, the people who have the least, and the people who do the most, um, at the very least, get an equal share, if not yeah. the lion's share. Um, you know. It's you know I'd like to see any company function without any employees. <laughs> it's it's wild. Yeah. There was that uh there was that one video I shared from uh that person on TikTok like the the business owner and they've got a clothing line down in the states, and I did look into them and they like everything that they were talking about in the video seems legit. Like it's not like she was picking herself up, and the whole time I'm listening to it I'm like, damn, that just be awesome. At a universal level like and even if it's not like oh hey we bought like we're 
we bought cars because for our employees because we had so much overhead. But just like, okay, yeah, that might not be applicable in, say, a city like Toronto where you can have a car and it's a nightmare because traffic is so backed up. But it could go towards something different where it's like, no, I don't like we don't really make any more. And then we decide what we're going to put the funds towards as a team, as a community. So, yeah, we're going to have more paid mental health days or longer paid vacation or something like that. I'm like, damn, if we could phase that into everything else, if that was what capitalism is, because it sounds like that's what it should be. Freaking A, son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you you know, I, 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 it's it's fascinating. I think anyone who who listens to this stuff, if you're hearing this stuff, and you're like, this is crazy. How can this actually happen in in our society? Go back and look what FDR did in the wake of World War, um, wake of the Great Depression, uh, and in the 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 eve of World War II. Look what he did. Um, you have guaranteed job programs throughout the country. Uh, he pulled up. He, he he basically brought America back from the brink of like <laughs> destruction, and and brought and and basically. Turn them into a world superpower that won World War II for <laughs> everybody. Like, you, it's, I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff that today we would look back, like, if you brought that up to someone, maybe even, even maybe a centrist or whatever, uh, in these days, and they would look at you like, well, that's communism. That's crazy. Or that could never happen. What an insane idea. It was, was you know it was done like 80 years ago and was incredibly successful and made the framework for the the you know the boomers to reap all, all the the benefits and screw us. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it's more than or for practical. Let me rephrase that because I think what you said is practically applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a modern version or something similar, look at country, look at social democratic countries and what's working for them and how it is working and how it is flourishing and how it's not just communism. Yeah, well, what was it? Uh, in Norway or Sweden or something, McDonald's workers make anywhere from 22 to 30 bucks an hour. Um, they are unionized because unions are mandatory in that country. Um, they have six weeks vacation per year. I think four of those paid. Um, and a Big Mac costs a buck less than it does in the States. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like everything yeah. that the people who stand to make money from lying to you, everything they told you is a lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I like, I remember because I really got into uh, when I was in school for social work, I really got into the history of uh, Tommy Douglas and mm. then how, like, he brought, he brought universal health care to, to Saskatchewan and then later the rest of the provinces and the uphill battles of like private, uh, like incentivized privatized doctors being like, Oh no, this will like, it'll ruin everything and all that. It's like that clearly didn't happen. Clearly didn't happen. Now, are there, are are there improvements that could be happening to our, uh, to our, you know, our mostly free healthcare system? Absolutely. But you're telling me these doctors, who made lucrative amounts of money off the healthcare system <laughs> privatized, did not want it to be publicized. <laughs> well, that's, that's insane to me. Why would they lie? These are men of medical science. They have uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Everyone argues and advocates for their position and what's going to benefit them the most. Um, I prefer to lend my energy or my perspective to those who have the least. Have the most 
you know, who, who, who have the least power, who have the least ability, who have the least, like, why would you, why would you side with the people who have it, who have the most power? It's insane. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of ideas about like the democratization of like, we need to implement more democracy and more um, organization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we need more like tenant unions. We need more um, co-ops. We need more. Um, uh, we need voting reform. Just anything to make it and the the world and society we live in more democratic, right? So um, I think that would do a lot to help. <laughs> I agree. I think it's not tricky, but I mean, for example. People like the idea of small government because they like the idea of less, like less red tape, stuff being able to get done quicker. No, that's um, a misnomer, dude. As that's a, no, I I yeah, agree. The only people who ever benefit from, from small government are people who basically want to take advantage of the fact that there are no checks and balances and and regulations stopping them from doing terrible, awful things. Like I look at the the voter turnout for the last provincial election and i'm just like oh "Oh, man like and and that's almost the that's almost the uphill battle where some of these things are needed but for more like for more checks and balances and that and more oversight you are going to need more stuff like that so that's where it's like you got to turn around like for electoral reform you also got to do a lot to get people in that door because people are sick of how it is already and that's the beast's fault (laughs) <laughs> you can't implicitly instigate violence by explicitly <laughs> advocating against it, right? I've been seeing some clips from the trial of the convoy people, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are nuts. Like, it was nuts to begin with, but then the irrefutable stuff being shown to them and them being like, well, I didn't think so. And it's like, bruh, that's that's not a thing you can say. Like, yeah, no, I never got that. Like, hey, here's a thing where it has your name on it that shows that you were aware. Like, oh, no, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, it's like Jeff, you know, were you, did you say this? Like, I've never said that in my life. And then we show a video. I, Jeff, <laughs> do declare. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically not. Or, yeah, or the Alex Jones trial had similar vibes. <laughs> Or that that by uh, Daryl Brooks or whatever the guy who um, yeah yeah that oh that guy's a piece of I work. Think, is that like the longest sentence anybody's ever been given? It works out to be like over a thousand years. Oh, it does oh maybe yeah yeah maybe yeah uh, it's a full life term per, per uh person so that's like i know life is 25 minute in the states it's minimum 25 years uh so at six people that's 120 years he's not eligible for parole on any of them uh there was also a lot of injured people i can't remember all the math broke down but it worked out to be over a thousand years wow yeah well he deserves it he's a piece of crap yeah um uh what was i gonna say you're talking about what are we talking? Who who do we use ex- as examples before Daryl Brooks? Oh, uh, Alex Jones, Alex and then Jones. the uh, the convoy people. Just the convoy thing, people. Similar things at the trials where it's almost like, no, I never said that, or I have no recollection of that. It's like, hey, here's an email showing this not to be the case. Yeah, 
Yeah, man, I really wish we had done some episodes. Uh, or like, if I wish we did. It, there's so much going on in the news, right? So yeah. it'd be nice to do uh, have more episodes more often, so we can talk about things in a little more detail, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, with the convoy and stuff, it, it's crazy. And I see people online saying that, like, because you know, with QP and stuff, like my. I'm like, yeah, this is a violation of our charter rights. And this essentially, if if the government can do this, then no union is safe. And we might as well not have unions anymore, uh, which is, uh, you know, not. Anyway, (laughs) that's morally uh, not good, right? Yeah. So so I'm like, yeah, like, don't tread on my charter rights, blah, blah, blah. I care about them. And people are saying like, oh, well, you didn't care about it you know, during the convoy and stuff like that. And it's like, well, dude, I think there's a huge difference between, you know, workers respectfully striking after decades of getting shafted and, um, you know, they're not occupying a city. They're going home. When the sun goes down, they're coming back out. They're being respectful. They're not assaulting people. Um, they're harassing them. Uh, you know, there, there's, it's just, there's no, there's no, I don't see any, I, I don't see any hypocrisy. I don't see any correlation, really. You know. the, the differences are as many as there were deleted emails from Hillary and documents <laughs> found at Lago. Yeah, yeah. I, <sighs> Meaning, it's not the same damn thing. <laughs> no, it's not. But I am, it sucks because I am concerned about the justification for the use of the act, the Emergencies Act, and whether or not it... Absolutely. It, it lines up with the definition or with the, the, the prerequisite for the act stated within the act, right? Um, yeah. Now, I mean, that is concerning. It is somewhat concerning that um, they froze their bank accounts. That's yeah. scary. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, there is something that does sort of ring true when they're like, you know, what if it was a cause that you um, agreed with? And I'm like, dude, if it was a cause that I agree with, that that made me motivated enough to go to Ottawa and occupy it, everybody would be down there. Not just you people with your trucks. It'd be everybody, right? Yeah. So I'm just sort of like, I don't really see that happening. I don't, I don't see like me being at risk of being like, oh, you're now because of you, because you, you know, you supported this act. Now you're the victim of it and you should, you're getting your comeuppance. Like, I don't really see that happening. But, um, well, and so many people were at the time fear mongering about it, uh, just because that happens with virtually everything. Like that it was, oh, it's gonna be rolled out and it'll never be repealed. Where I'm like, it was repealed like three days later, mm-hmm. or uh, like within a within a small amount of time. Uh everybody characterizes Trudeau or at, at times almost anyone in power doing anything that they disagree with as friggin' palpatine. Where it's like, look. The, he's not the cackling villain, even whether or not I like him <laughs> or not. <laughs> Love the character of Palpatine. Not what he did. <laughs> but like, it, it, it's not that situation. I share a lot of the concerns that you do as well. Um, because it's like, also, once that precedent has been set, hmm. there is a nervousness that like, okay, we've done it. Hmm. Are we going to do it again? And are we gonna loosen what takes us to get there? Well, and this is that's been what's happened with the notwithstanding clauses. This is the third time, and this, like, he was right 
He was just like, yeah. he already had a cock, man. Yeah. And then how soon is that going to become the norm? Or is it going to be argued that it should be the norm? And like, I share that nervousness. Like it should never, it should always be break glass in case of emergency. And it's disputable. Like, I think that if you look at the explanation of why they broke the glass, like, yeah, it it fit. But Hmm. some of the stuff within it that they did, did it? Did it need to do go that route? Because now that precedent is set. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, maybe the law was wrong. Maybe we can actually, most of us, the majority of us can agree, hey, maybe it was written a little too strictly. And it would have been, like, I, I mean, if it's open to interpretation, yeah, let's all just agree that the interpretation fits. Um, but that still doesn't mean that he followed the law to the letter. And that's what's most yeah. important, even if, you know, we don't, I don't know. I don't know. See, sometimes I think they're right, though, because I'm like, there is, uh, there are things I think that are worth occupying the Capitol for. Definitely not what they were doing it for. But things like, you know, the right to unionize being essentially stripped from an entire populace. Um, you know, the healthcare system being dismantled, like, across the country in what is seemingly a concerted effort by conservative premiers. Um you know, stuff like that. I feel like that is actually worth um, over the housing crisis, uh, wage stagnation, all of this. Um, the the fact that our democracy seems to be getting far less democratic and transparent. Um, all of this. I think all of this is worthy of, of occupying the, the, the capital floor, but not like, you know, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, I want to, I don't want to actually go to travel the states, but I want to be able to. Even though... I, sorry, sorry, it wasn't to cut you off. Sorry, please. No, I was going to say, even though America is the one that has the border closed, and it doesn't matter, even if we actually did lift our mandate, you still wouldn't be able to get across the border, you dumb. Anyway. Um, <laughs> or also, the person who made this decision, it like some of these decisions were provincial. The person you should be protesting doesn't live here. Uh, you're at the wrong house. Like, this is... Sir, I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, now, I also like I also agree like there's a number of things that I think could have been done substantially better and that like I don't think occupation is necessarily the wrong way to go about it. Weirdly enough, I'm going to compare it to Wall Street though. Wall Street, you didn't have occupiers terrorizing citizens. You didn't have them doing things that would have, like, yes, it had adverse effects on the community, but not detrimental adverse effects. And it wasn't like the citizens were being screwed. Yeah, no, it's just a bunch of, you know, suits going to their offices, getting harassed. Like, I mean, that's fine with me. They're harassing the people who are the problem. Not not random innocent citizens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harass those bankers. Harass those stock traders. I, I would. Yes, please. They they are the scum of the earth. Harass them every day. Do not let them feel good about themselves in any way whatsoever. They're not. They shouldn't be allowed to. That's an injustice. <laughs> These people are parasites, Chris. And that, that's crazy. You know, the other crazy thing is, you, the more you learn about the banking system and and um all the stock market and stuff, the more they realize like almost all of this stuff is BS. Like it's all just sort of made up numbers that we were like, oh, you know, I think that's probably worth that. And and there's so many transactions going on throughout the day, um, by different like you know thousands of pieces of software, on behalf of millions of different people, and they're doing transactions at like fractions of a cent and stuff like that, or, 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 at in fractions of a second. 
And I'm like, you just realize, I'm like, okay, all of this is BS and it's manipulated. Like, it's all crazy. And the only people who are benefiting are the people who already have everything. <laughs> and they're not doing anything with their money other than finding ways to screw people like you and me, working class people, take what little money we have and get that into their pockets as well. That's the only thing that the billionaires are devoting their money to, getting more of what little money you have left and keeping. That's it. And that's my TED talk. Okay, I think we've done uh, about an hour and ten. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I don't want to end on this bummer. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, we're back. We're back in action. <laughs> we're back and we're miserable. <laughs> yeah, we're back and we're miserable. I mean, oh no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I actually think the tone, like, legit. I think the tone with that was fine, because uh, as it's uncomfortable, because it's also realistic, uh, but it also wasn't like militaristic in the <laughs> in the projection. So that 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 I'm more fine with. Uh, I do want to. I I do got to get going. So we. I do want to wrap on a a lighter note. Okay. Um, what are some things that you've been listening to or watching lately that you've been enjoying? Okay, so I'm listening to this guy named Oliver Tree. He's mm-hmm. dope. So dope. Um, this guy's amazing. I'm so glad uh, I was uh, subjected to him. And um, he, yeah, I would say check out his first album. Uh, I think it's like Bigger, Dumber, something like that. The guy's weird. He's like a troll. He's like a product of, he's a very young millennial. And and he's the product of uh, our uh, of internet culture, right? So is it music comedy? Well, you would think it's comedy, right? Because he seems to play a character in every interview. You can't really find anything out about him that's real. Um, he makes all sorts of stuff up, and and he changes personas and stuff. And so I was experienced, like I, I was subjected to. I, I experienced him on a on a podcast, and I was like, this guy's wild. Like he was wearing a denim. Uh, cowboy suit so he had denim cowboy boots denim chaps denim you know with the, the tassels and stuff like yeah. and a denim cowboy hat and he had a um a bullet a blonde bullet which is a bowl cut mullet um and very very tiny glasses and he would he would brush his his, his hair <laughs> like that right so sounds like, like a white sasha baron cohen or kind however of. you pronounce his name yeah, and he was on Bobby Lee's podcast, and it was just so liminal and just weird and incoherent. And I'm like, who is this guy? So um, then my friend Megan sent me um, a song from his just randomly. It was a coincidence, and I listened to it, and I was like, holy crap! Like this, this guy, like he's he's very very good. I'm quite jealous of his uh, his ability to write a song. Um, so I would check out Oliver Tree, his new album, and I'm watching. Uh, I've I got all caught up on Attack on Titan. Um, if you've heard of uh, like okay, so I think Attack on Titan is on par with like The Sopranos or Breaking Bad or like Game of Thrones or or Dang. yeah, The Wire, like you name it. Like if if you like good shows that are like renowned and liked by literally everybody, um, go watch Attack on Titan because that is one of those shows. Um, and right now I'm watching Hunter Hunter X Hunter, which is also a really good anime, but I definitely wouldn't recommend it the way I recommend Attack on Titan. Everybody, it's it's not one of those. It's like if you're in the animes, you'll like it. But on Attack on Titan, right. it is a good show. Nice. Hmm. Um, what about oh. you, man? Uh, yeah, listening. Uh, I haven't been listening to music as much, um, but uh, you got me on his radar, and now I follow him on TikTok, and it's always a pleasure when he comes across my feed. Henry Mack. Harry, Harry uh, Mack, bro. 
Yeah. Dude's dope. Uh, his freestyles are always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, another, weirdly enough, uh, TikTok has exposed me to a lot of new music. Uh, there was an artist on there named Dax. I haven't heard much of his other stuff, but his song "Depression" is so good. Now it's it's you can say it's a bit of a downer song, but it's also the most, in a way, scientific about it. Like the lyrics address the chemical imbalance in your brain. Mm. Um, it's just so well put together that I'm like, damn, this song is so good. So when I'm actually listening to music and not listening to an audiobook, uh, it's one that's been frequently in my rotation because I'm like, this is pretty much how I'm feeling a lot of the time. Um, watching wise, weirdly enough, it's been uh, it's been fan films. Um, I've been watching like I've been on a bit of a horror movie kick on Mm. one cross radio. The most recent episode um, was talking about the Halloween franchise. Um, So I've been in a bit of a horror movie horror movie kick where I've been the audiobooks I've been listening to have been like about the production of like the Halloween movies or unmade sequels or Freddy versus Jason taking like 13 years to get from script to screen and the various iterations and all that, that stuff's interesting to me. Um, Have you heard of a barbarian? No, no, I haven't. Oh, that's like, it's a super popular horror movie that just came out. Everyone's like raving about it. You should check it out. Okay. Um, So with the fan films, it's been like, I've been dabbling in like a Friday the 13th fan film, which I enjoyed much more than most of the movies in that franchise because with fan film, especially when it's going on YouTube, you have to have more restraint. So it's like you can't go full tilt with all the gore or the nudity or that. So it's with those restraints, it actually makes it a lot more tense. When they do go in on the gore, it's a lot more, I want to say, earned and impacting because it's not just like oh we're just going to do this and senseless bloodbath and all that so when it's there it actually has an impact and there's almost an artistic side to it Hmm. um i've seen some fan films that that one is uh never hike alone and it's prequel uh never hike in the snow um a really well made like well crafted film um i watched a halloween one i can't remember i think it was called halloween night that was pretty good I watched a scream one last night, which was okay, and I'm not going to recommend it just because eh, it wasn't it wasn't so good. Um, and then just revisiting Parks and Rec because that's like hmm. that's like old comfort now at this point. You just throw it on and you're going to have a good time. I was watching Community last night. I get that they're nice. going to make a Community yeah. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the, mm-hmm. the prophecy is fulfilled. Six seasons and a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Although Yvette's not coming back for it, or um, or Donald. No, Donald is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been, a new announcement. It's been okay. confirmed, and she, but she's still, but she, it's she'll, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. Um, but, well, I, I, because I know when they announced it, they had said it like Donald wasn't coming back, um, because he's been very out loud about like when he moves on from something, he's like, I'm done. Like I'm, I, I'm separated. I'm not in that space anymore. And the only time I ever thought they'd get him back was early in the pandemic. Joel McHale and Ken Jong had a had a podcast, and they did a rereading with the cast. Um, and they got Donald. Donald was the big get for it. And dude is so busy, and he's just like, no, I'm still friends with everybody here. It's just when he moves on, he moves on. So I just 
when they announced that, I wasn't surprised. I'm actually genuinely surprised they got him back. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, they got him back. They Yvette Brown is still not um, confirmed, but he is. And and it, there's a quote where he's saying like he was sad to hear that people thought he was too big to come back and that he wouldn't do it. Uh, See, I I never thought it. I never once thought of it like too big. But no, no. Anything he. Anything well, if he said that, about, he said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you well, going to do? You not believe him? <laughs> well, anytime he's addressed it as an artist, he's like, when I move on from something, I just move on from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of dumb with that thing. Like, maybe when was the last more, time he did stand up? Yeah. Well, maybe, I, I don't know about that. I, I just, I feel like maybe he meant more like, like he's not going to go to, you know conventions and sign stuff right. for community fans he's like that's that was community that's done i'm moving on to this thing but like i don't think it's necessarily like i'm never going to go back ever if something tickles my fancy or but like you know um right but wait no there's one thing i wanted to say there's one before we start talking about oh okay wait i, I want to end this on a light note so yeah i was listening to your mom's house podcast and um tom segura he's a comedian his podcast with his wife he did a show in Erie, Erie, Indiana, I think it is. Somewhere in the States, named Erie. And basically, he went on a uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he was like, it is a, a dead ass town or something like that, right? Like, if you live there, you're, you're a bleeping nobody and your life's going nowhere and stuff like <laughs> oh my that. Gosh. Right? And if you know Tom Segura, you know that he's like 90% joking, but it probably, he probably, you know, maybe he, uh, something pissed him off about his last time he was there or something. And it turns out that last time he was there, the club made him do a clean set and they told him like eight times before he went up. And what's funny is that, okay, here's the funniest part. So the local news in Erie ran like, like a 10 minute story on it. He was like the story of the night on the news. And they were interviewing like local politicians and like showing his quote to them. And the mayor's like, "Uh, well, I don't think it's a, you know, I think he's wrong. And I invite him to come to Erie and we can go and see everything that makes Erie great. And so I think he's actually going to go and take him up on the offer. But I just, I love how like he's watching and he's like, I can't believe this is a news story. And they're like, they're playing close to him and interviewing people about it and getting on like, it's so funny. It was ridiculous. Nice. Yeah. I also recently rewatched New Girl for the first time in a while. That show is so damn funny. Show is so damn good. It is good. I, I feel kind of ashamed about liking it, but it, it is good. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those shows where it's like. I like it in spite of itself. You know what I mean? Where I had to, I had to put a little effort into liking it, but I like. Why? <laughs> I find it effortless to enjoy that show, especially the second watch through. Uh, Winston is like everybody's so damn funny, but Winston's yeah. hilarious. Um, what's up? Oh, Schmidt. Schmidt is m- my boy. He's my favorite character. He's the best character on that show. I will die on this hill. Uh, I think- I think the thing is, I, I think it fits more with your personality because I think there's this like bubbliness to the show. And now I think the jokes are well constructed and the characters are good and and, and it's funny. Like they, when when they do gags or bits or whatever, it's funny. It really is. Like I, I laugh. But I think there's this like, like I said, it's like this bubbly joyness to the show that I uh, put. I had to put effort into getting used to. And with you, it seems like you're just more of like a you're like a happier kind of kind of joyful you know guy. What? 
<laughs> I, I think that's fair. It's yeah. it's one of the comedies where I don't think there's really any cynicism in it. Like I I don't think there's any like yeah they'll they'll you can argue some of the humor gets cynical, but I wouldn't say there's a cynic viewpoint informing the show as much as i love community it could be you could argue quite cynical about about things rest of development those first three seasons i love them to death but it's also a very cynical show <laughs> that's a very good point because anytime there's any cynicism on new girl in fact there's a lot of storylines that revolve around abating or dismissing the cynicism or, or growing through it and realizing yeah that, yeah yeah that's actually a really good point i never actually thought about it like that that's interesting, Chris. Thank you. You've you've uh, given me a new perspective to consider. Yo, and also Winston, just Winston being Winston is hilarious. Uh, how he gets about puzzles. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, how he's both like uptight but also very neurotic about certain things, which leaves other people comparatively uptight, right? Like, whoa, hey man, hey, why don't you put some clothes or, on, Winston? <laughs> or when he realizes that he's colorblind. <laughs> like man i don't want to be kermit the frog green like or kermit the frog brown like winston you might be colored (laughs) it took him so long (laughs) (laughs) so much went wrong (laughs) uh so that's been that's been uh the stuff i've been listening to and and watching um just some good audiobooks and whatnot Right on. I don't remember if we left on a joke. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Oh, we left off with a... Uh, left off? No, this is concurrent. We didn't have a complete five-minute side conversation. <laughs> uh, no, we were ending with uh, the happy things of um, what we've been watching uh, or listening to or anything like that. Uh, so I love that Donald's coming back for the community episode. And uh, it's with that in mind that I'll... Or not episode, movie. It's with that in mind that Listener, old and hopefully new, I hope you'll come back for us in the next episode. We are back. We will be back to a regular schedule very shortly. Um, And we're looking at and growing the podcast. Uh, You'll soon be able to find us on Facebook. Um, We'll make sure that we include all our social links in the episode description of where you can find us. We do want to engage with you guys over Facebook if you're on Instagram or on TikTok um, or even on Twitter if it's still a thing beyond this lockout. Um, if it still exists later <laughs> later next week, uh, you'll be able to engage us on there. We will have all the links to our socials. Christian Bud, it has been so good to be reunited with you in podcast form. I've missed you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. You too. Yeah, it's, it's been three months. It's both very long and very short. <laughs> Seriously. Well, also, it's 2022 has been really weird. And then earlier this year was dragging. And then it's, I'd really say since about July, it feels like we've just slingshotted and we've been flying and we're looking down the barrel of uh, 2023. It's yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Time's been flying. Time's been flying. All right. Well, it is uh, with that time flying in mind that we'll be back 
sooner than you know it with our next episode <laughs> stay tuned you can find us where most podcasts are found uh our host is Redbubble, but you can also find us on spotify on apple podcasts i made sure we're up on there now i'm going to try to get us up on audible on amazon we'll see about amazon music uh we are also through podbean you can find us where most podcasts are found uh please like and subscribe uh let us know if you're listening drop us a comment and hit us up on the socials looking forward to being back for more <laughs> take a breath <laughs> no, I, can't. <laughs> I did the whole i did the youtuber thing where it's like smash that like button and hit that bell and then it's like oh my gosh i can't breathe <laughs> Here's, here's 35 different social media sites you can find us. <laughs> seriously, seriously. All right, well, all that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. See you soon. Peace. Bye. 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 <laughs>